Hi, I'm Austin. I'm Alex. You're listening to One Last Breath, an autopsy of awful albums. Where we discuss controversial, bizarre, divisive, and downright abysmal albums. In today's episode, we will be discussing the 12th and most recent album, Bad Reputation, by rapper, singer, kind of singer, more more like a, what do they call it, Yarl or? Yarl, Yarl, I can't say that fucking word, it's apparently. Yar- Yarl-er. It's Yar- hard to say. Yowler. It's like r- rural. Rural. But, uh, We're from the South, y'all. Like, <laughs> we can't say some words. Either way, you ready for it? Kid Rock. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. brother. <laughs> uh, Kid Rock, born Robert James Ritchie, was born on January 17th, 1971 in Romeo, Romeo, Darlene. I think it's Romeo, it. Michigan. Uh, hmm. Yeah, Romeo, Michigan, which is a village located 30 miles south of Detroit. Um, His parents owned multiple car dealerships, and Kid Rock was raised in a very large home on a huge property. To be specific, about a 5,660-square-foot house with five bedrooms, seven bathrooms, and on a a five-and-a-half-acre lot. Why do you need seven bathrooms? I don't know, but... How many times do you shit in a day? At least 12. (laughs) Um, Random fun fact, and Austin lore. Austin lore? Um... Unless my dad was lying to me, which I mean he might have fucking been, but I'm pretty sure my grandfather is from the sa- is from Romeo, Michigan. Really? Yeah. Huh. So that's a fun thing that I've always grown up being like, yeah, my grandfather's from the same place as Kid Fucking Rock. Interesting. How have you never told me that? Have I not? No, I just assumed yeah. your granddad was from no, Knoxville. He's, no, he's from Michigan. Huh. Interesting. He moved down here. Um, he got out of the Navy by sleepwalking. Uh, yeah, I knew that. And you he told me ended that. Up, he ended up in Knoxville. Interesting. There's huh. a lot of there's a lot of Michigan people in Knoxville. Huh. My mom was born in Dayton, Ohio, so I didn't I didn't know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> she moved here when they were when she was two. Oh, so she, she's from here. I'm Pretty like, much. Fuck it. She's yeah. not from Dayton. None of our families from Dayton, Ohio, and you can pry it out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Ohio. Yes, there is. Except everything. Um but either way, you might be asking why I'm telling you the dimensions of his house, but this will kinda come into play later on okay. with, with with the uh track listing. Uh so Kid Rock began to grow an interest in hip-hop in the 80s, teaching himself how to rap, DJ, and even breakdance. And he performed in some local talent shows around Detroit. Uh, he joined a hip-hop group called the Beast Crew. Okay. I wonder I wonder where they beast. got that name from. Um, I can't Beastie think of a Beastie see- Boys? Never no, heard of them. Never, no, that's, that's a dumb name. Never, yeah, never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, Kid Rock was the first white rapper. What are you talking about? Um, and then he met fellow rapper D-Nice of group Boogie Down Productions. Dean Ice helped Kid Rock sign to Jive Records at the age of 17. Yeah, I see. Okay, so I normally don't read anything about the artists, mm-hmm. but for some reason I had... You were the, just impelled. I, I was I was impelled. I was fucking... God told me to <laughs> click on the Spotify bio of Kid Rock. Wait, is that a word? Impelled? Wait, we're using the wrong word. I don't fucking know. Fucking... What compelled. Is, compelled, yeah. I was like, wait, you, you were impaled. <laughs> I was impaled. I was impaled by God. You were... <laughs> And he told me to read the Kid Rock Spotify bio. I mean, yeah. So I, I was unlike usually, times. I know a little bit about this, All right. and I don't know who the fuck D-Nice is. Oh, okay. He just kind of skimmed over His it. name was fucking, like, I know that he was important to Kid Rock, but his name was, like, lit up, and I was like, I could click on that and listen to D-Nice, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm too busy listening to Kid Rock, I fucking guess. I, yeah, I fucking guess. Yeah, I've, I've heard of Boogie Down Productions. I might know a I don't know. I, I've definitely heard the name, but I don't know if I've ever heard any I've never heard of them. Jive Records, but, like, I've never heard of that either. It, it, goes, it goes back to the point that, like, only metal records have cool label names. Yeah. Jive Records. 
Uh, but yeah, at the age of 17, he signed to Jive Records. Then on November 27th of 1990, his debut, Grit Sandwiches for Breakfast, was released. The album was actually a pretty good success, selling over 100,000 copies, but it was kind of under-promoted by Jive Records due to the apparently very sexually explicit lyrics. Yeah, and there's a song that's all about blowjobs. I, yeah. That's what it said in his Spotify bio. Yeah, there was, um, it, there was a lot of... Also, let's talk about the title a little bit more. Hot grits on toast or whatever. Grit sandwiches for breakfast. Grit sandwiches for breakfast. Do they even eat grits I in have... Michigan? Yes. yes. Do they eat them right? No. Well, sir, what, what do you, how do you like grits? I'm not a big grits fan. Mm. Uh, I don't like the texture. Mm. And I think they're a little bland. I'm more of an oatmeal guy. But I eat... I like oatmeal better. I like grits in Cajun food. Yeah, I... Um, And I like sweet grits. Okay, yeah. I, if... If I had a choice, I would put brown sugar in my grits. Yeah, I think grits yeah. are better sweet food. I don't know how, what the fuck they do in Michigan, but I know it's not. They what, probably what? put, like, fucking ketchup or some weird shit on there. <laughs> my grandfather did put ketchup on his eggs. Oh, oh, I mean, eggs is a... I used to do that until I learned not to be a bitch and started eating hot sauce. <laughs> I don't put anything. I just eat eggs. Oh, I, I have to put... Speaking put of eggs... Cholula on eggs. I also eat my eggs undercooked. If you're looking for some egg tips, don't let them cook all the way in the pan. Yeah. You have to get them a little runny, even if they're scrambled. Keep them a little runny. I make, like, I mean, I, I ain't gonna cap. I make, like, the best scrambled eggs, in my opinion. I mean, I've I, I make really good scrambled eggs. Yeah. My, uh, my beautiful partner mm. uh, does not. Mm. She, she want, they want their eggs overcooked. Mm. No, my, my wife, she, make, she makes really good eggs. I'll give her that. But the, but the first time she ever had mine, she was like, damn, what do you do? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I just know the perfect timing and consistency. I'm just like, yeah, that's ready. <laughs> Just fucking yeah, you want it to fucking put some f- onions in that bitch. Sometimes some mushrooms. Fucking I, I just put it on toast with mayonnaise. You and gotta you, put cheese in there. I don't like cheese on my eggs. Mm. Cheddar cheese and eggs. I don't like cheddar. Me. I don't like cheddar cheese. What the fuck? I don't like sharp cheeses. Oh, I, yeah, no, I knew that. When we, I like I like really soft cheese. Yeah. Also, some more of our lore. We used to walk to Kroger at like four in the morning and buy gourmet cheeses. That's all we do. We buy really nice cheeses. We, we bought enough one time. We bought. Three blocks of the same brand of cheese. It and was Boar's Head, and we got a free Boar's cutting head. board. Yeah, it said free cutting board if you buy free Boar's Head products. And, and the, the cutting board didn't show up free, so I fucking... This was four in the morning, <laughs> and I fucking bothered the attendant the self-checkout. self-checkout. <laughs> I was like, hey, this is supposed to be free. And he was like, oh, let me go look. <laughs> yeah, we walked over there, and they are like, all right, it's free. It's free. <laughs> yeah, fucking... Uh, that was a wild We're time. the worst. <laughs> I mean, why the fuck would you miss out on a free cutting board? I think my mom has it. I don't even use mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, we need that cutting board back. But uh, either way, so that's besides the point. Um, unfavorable, unfavorable comparisons to Vanilla Ice also kind of hindered Kid Rock around this time, which have actually you, caused Jive to drop Kid Rock. Have you label. seen pictures of him at the time? Yes. Okay, so he, the kid look rock. up pictures of Kid Rock. It's from weird seeing early. him without like long hair. Yeah, he <laughs> has the vanilla ice spiked top. up, like flat. really tall spiked flat top. Yeah, white boy swag. But uh, either way, um, in 1992, Kid Rock actually signed with independent Detroit label Continuum, uh, releasing his second album the next year on March 16th of 1993, titled The Polyfuse Method. This release saw Kid Rock developing his rap rock sound and sampling a lot of rock artists and employing more guitar and drums on the album and even some flute. Yeah, huh. he hired a dude. Just Doesn't to play seem flute. like a flute guy. I, I I don't know. I'd have to listen to the album to see where the flute plays in. I unfortunately I think I might listen to old Kid Rock now. 
Yeah, researching, the, listening to this album didn't make me want, want to, but researching his career, I was like, I kind of want to listen to this. I, I'm going to go ahead and do a, a warning. I am a second generation Kid Rock fan. <laughs> second generation. Um, growing up, my dad would very rarely have put new CDs in his car. Mm-hmm. So he'd listen to the same CD a lot. And one of them happened to be the CD with All Summer Long on it. Oh, yeah. Rock, um, rock and Roll Jesus. I also grew up on a lot of, like, Ba With The Ba. Yeah. And, like, that album. It, how do you even say it? It's Ba, ba, ba With The Ba. Da Bang A Bang. Diggy Diggy Diggy. Say the boogie set up. Jump the boogie. Okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I... I was not raised a Kid Rock fan, but I, I knew his... I know, like, his most popular songs. Yeah, you know, like, like Ba With The Ba, Rockstar, Picture. Picture. Uh, cowboy, cowboy. picture american badass metallica ripped off that song what the fuck metallica fucking bad reputation what the fuck (laughs) yeah his most well-known kid rock song well known um and this album uh the polyfuse method that is also brought on a little bit of the country influences and is considered the beginning of kid rock's trailer park persona also around this time kid rock began using an using an actual backing band called twisted brown trucker as well as DJs DJ Blackman and Uncle Cracker. Did you know that? Wait, like the actual yeah, Uncle, the not Uncle just Cracker. someone else named no, Uncle Cracker. The Uncle Cracker. He started out DJing for Kid Rock. The Uncle Cracker. The Uncle Cracker. The Uncle I wonder what Cracker. that guy's up to today. I've heard he's had, he's had a very lustrous career in country. Yes. I think he went to prison for like domestic abuse or something. I don't know how long ago that was. His name is Uncle Cracker. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not out. surprised. Checks out. He did the fucking uh, what was what was his big song? Um, God, the one about heroin. <laughs> Wait, are you thinking of what it's like? That's ever no. Okay, so it's not actually about heroin, but a lot of people said it's about hard drugs. It's the one that's like um, fuck. There's too many trailer park white rappers. Keep keep reading. I will find it. Uh, but let's see where I'm at. Uh, next album came Early Morning Stone Pimp on January 9th of 1996. This third release by Kid Rock brought his most rock-oriented album up until this point, bringing in, uh, southern rock, funk, and even some soul influences. Around the release of Early Morning Stone Pimp, Kid Rock also began to develop his stage persona, dressing as a 1970s pimp. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, back to Uncle Cracker. He actually had four hits. Okay. Um, Follow Me is the one you're thinking oh, about. Oh, yes. So about okay. either cheating or hard drugs. Yeah, I haven't heard that shit forever. Um, he also did When the Sun Goes Down. Might know it. You you would know it. Okay. Um, Drift Away. Duh, yes. Is the Give Me yes, the Beat Boys. Yes, I thought um, that he, that was him. And he also did Smile. I remember that one. Um, okay. And then his fifth most played song is uh, some song featuring Kid Rock. So it oh. all comes full circle. Okay, full circle. Damn, I need to listen to some motherfucking Uncle Cracker tonight. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fucking test me, I will. Um, In 1997, Kid Rock actually signed to Atlantic Records. On this label, he released his major breakout album, Devil Without a Cause, which many people kind of think is his first album, which, I mean, makes sense. It it is also, um, as someone who grew up listening to it, it's a really good album. Yeah, this is, I I definitely am going to, if anything, listen to this album sometime soon. I'm going to listen to Devil Without a Cause again, and I'm going to listen to Rock and Roll Jesus, or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, Rock and Roll Jesus. That was a joke. I didn't know that was actually the album. Yeah, that's what it's called. I was just trying to do like a Rock and Roll McDonald's thing. Um, But yeah, Devil Without a, oh, it's released on August 18th of 1998, and it is definitely Kid Rock's most popular album. 
being a full realization of his genre mixing sound as well as his pimp redneck persona. It was actually well received by most critics for its unique sound and sold over 14 million copies. Yeah, I saw the uh, the Spotify bio um, said that this was probably due to the sudden prominence of new metal. metal. Yeah, yeah, which uh, a lot of when I was reading like the critic reviews on Wikipedia for this album, like the the few that they had posted there, it, I guess there was. Which makes sense. There's kind of a debate, like saying that this isn't a new metal album, but it like fits kind of in line with the movement. I think it, it is new metal movement, but I think ultimately it's hip hop. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say it's more it's more in line. But somebody said this, like it's more of a lineage of Walk This Way, Run DMC, and Aerosmith. Yeah, more than it is new metal. It's also it's also like I would call it proto hip hop. Yeah, uh, because hip hop wasn't really established. Yeah, not really. Until I mean, Kid Rock is really probably the main influence for hip hop, if I had to guess. Yeah, and hip hop usually isn't good. Kid Rock is good. Yeah, no, I've I've heard some really cringe hip hop before, like on a uh, Fit- Church the Redneck. Oh God, that fucking dude! Oh my God, we're gonna have to cover him for the podcast. Oh no, I, I don't think I've ever even listened. I've just seen him on Facebook. But no, uh, Finn McKinty, Punk Rock NBA, he does like cringe reaction of like cringe songs and he's done yeah. a lot of hip hop and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, I had, what a, is um, this? I had a friend when I worked at Walmart that used to watch Up Churches uh yeah, rants on you YouTube told me that, yeah. Yeah, angry guy screams in truck for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some of those. But um oh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, um but yeah basically like new metal is more so metal with DJ scratching and shit like that. And yeah. then Rap rock is more so like a, a rock song with somebody rapping instead of singing. Yeah, essentially. So that's kind of what I could. would argue that like new metal is more metal influ- is more like actual instrumentation metal and rock influenced, and rap rock is more rap influenced. Yeah, I mean for it's, the most part. Yeah, it's kind of a slippery slippery slope. Yeah, like who but... fucking cares? Genres are made. <laughs> yeah, but either way, kid rock kind of fits in with new metal, but isn't exactly. Um, Kid Rock's next two albums, Cocky from November 20th, 2001, and self-titled Kid Rock on November 11th, 2003, largely continued the style that he had been perfecting up until this point and kind of got mixed to positive reviews. Um, and then also around this time, Kid Rock was criticized after his appearance at Super Bowl 38 in 2004 for wearing the American flag as a poncho. Based. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, based. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. I, I, I don't give a fuck. But I just think it's funny within the context of this album because he's like, yeah, yeah, it's really funny now. Yeah, but like at the time, incredibly based. Yeah, yeah. He went from base to bootlicker in about he has twenty one, years. I will go ahead and spoil it. He has one really base take in this album. Hmm. I don't know if I caught it. We'll have to see. He has one really based take. Okay, I'm, I'm interested. Um, but yeah, this this event was uh, soon overshadowed by the Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake Nibblegate, which happened in the same fucking performance. Yeah, and of, and of course is the reason we have YouTube today. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is funny because we talked about that in another episode. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember what episode, but we talked about that. Um, for his seventh studio album, Rock and Roll Jesus... Released on October 9th of 2007, Kid Rock had largely dropped the rapping from his sound as the track Sugar was the only one on the album to contain any rapping, and was actually his last album to have any rapping at all until 2017's Sweet Southern Sugar. Hmm. Uh, This release instead opted for a mostly southern rock and country sound and was received with mixed reviews, although it debuted at number one on Billboard. 
being Kid Rock's first and only album to do so. It also was his biggest hit. All summer long, yeah. All summer long is his big. Like you, For sure. you can maybe argue picture. Pic- yeah, yeah. But I think that all summer long is his biggest hit. Probably. I mean, I feel like I hear that song like everywhere. Still. Speaking of picture, I don't know if you have this in your notes, but uh, Cheryl Crow came out after picture and like basically called Kid Rock like the worst person to work with. Really? Yeah, she that's like, surprising. Had nothing but complaints. That's surprising because she uh, was on a song on the next album. I'm about to say uh, "Born Free." It may have been after that, but like maybe. Yeah, she was like. He's really hard to work with. <laughs> I can see that. Um, on Kid Rock's next four releases, Born Free on November 16, 2010, Rubber, Rebel Soul, Rubber, Rubber Soul. Rubber <laughs> Kid Soul. Rock Kid Rubber Soul. <laughs> I would listen to Kid Rock covering Rubber Soul. That would be interesting. Uh, Rebel Soul on November 19th of 2012, First Kiss on February 24th, 2015, and Sweet Southern Sugar on November 3rd of 2017, all were firmly grounded in country with uh, kind of some blues, rock, and soul thrown in for good measure, and all were met with mixed to positive reception, which is very surprising. Like, going through this, looking at the critic scores, like, his worst received album until the one recovering Bad Reputation was his first one, the Vanilla mm. Ice ripoff album. It's weird. Like, I was expecting, like, pretty much all of his albums that have shitty scores, but even, yeah. like, these random ones that nobody ever talks about have these. He's in- a good musician. <laughs> I mean, he he can play every instrument. Yeah, like, he's a really talented guy. <clears throat> yeah. He just has some really shit takes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to put um, it lightly. Warning. Uh, I should have said this earlier. This is going to be our most political <clears throat> political episode, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of has to be. It with has the subject to be. matter that you can't really talk about this album without talking about it. But, yeah, I mean, we'll try to keep it. I mean, I, I feel like most of it is shit that... It's like, unless you're a very, very rabid, even like conservatives, I feel like would cringe at a lot of this album. Yeah. Like, like I'm th- not... this is for the lowest common denominator, like anything Trump does, fucking I'll jack them off for it, like type yeah. of people. Like, And I'm, I'm, I'm going to try my hardest to remove my own political affiliations from this episode, but mm-hmm. it's nice up there. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. Both, the two-party system is fucked. I, I don't like... Oh, yeah. F- fuck both sides. I, That's I, obvious. The two-party system is fucked. Yeah, so it's like, like... It's like, don't think that we're like, oh, they're just liberals shitting on Kid Rock for saying all this shit, conservative stuff. It's like, no. <laughs> both sides suck, but Kid Rock is kind of whack on some of these songs <laughs> that we'll get to, but... Kid Rock um, is in uh, arguably the worst of the two parties. Yeah. Um, who fucking knows? It? They're basically the same thing at this Honestly. point. But, uh, either way, so yeah, now we get to this album, Bad Reputation, which was released on March 21st of 2022. Kid Rock made the move back to an independent label for this album, releasing it through Top Dog Records. Um, the album... Wait, please tell me that's not Andrew Tate's record label. Is it? No, wait, he's Top G. Okay, I was about to say... Oh my god. I have no idea. Imagine if it's still Andertate. Sorry, you you couldn't see, but I just like had my mouth agape for like five minutes. <laughs> that would honestly make sense. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, maybe. Uh, would you rather have a cigar with Kid? Would you rather have a Bud Light with Kid Rock or a cigar with Andertate? Oh God, fucking! I don't even know. Probably a Bud Light with Kid Rock. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, look up Top Dog Records real quick. Okay. Kinda, I, I didn't do that. I should have. I'm kind of intrigued to see if it's even released anything else of note. Um, the album, not surprisingly, has... Is it D-A-W-G? No, just D-O-G. Okay. 
Um, the album, not surprisingly, has garnered no attention from ma major music critic outlets. After the major criticism of lead single, Don't Tell Me How to Live, whose lyrics, like we said, lean very hard into right-wing themes that people actually believe that Weird Al wrote the song to parody this mindset. <laughs> Apparently, Weird Al had to tweet out that he was not involved in the making of uh, Don't Tell Me How to Live. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so um, a little bit of history about Kid Rock, or Top Dog Records. In 2001, Kid Rock actually sued Top Dog Records, and he is now the full owner of them. What the fuck? Why did he sue them? I don't know. I guess he was like a partial <laughs> owner. He's like, no, I'm fuck you. I want the whole thing. Oh, wait, that, yeah, okay, that is something I read that I didn't include, because I was like, it doesn't feel relevant, but I guess it is. It is relevant, so it is a <laughs> record label. Other uh, notable acts on the record label are Ty Stone. Don't know him. Uh, he's the first one that pulls up, so I guess he's famous. Some of you will <laughs> okay. know who he is. Um, Uncle Cracker. Oh, okay. As well as David Allen Coe. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting lineup there. Um, so we're seeing a bit of a... a uh, Prevailing pattern. theme here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but yeah, literally all you need to know about the album is that it holds a mind-bogglingly low 0.80 out of 5 on Write Your Music, which actually makes it the 13th lowest ranked album of all time on the site. So you know we had to cover it. Yeah, you know we had to... Pretty much everything that is above this is, like, seven Tom McDonald albums. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, the top five spots are all him. Then and it's like... Listen, I love you guys. I love our listeners. I, I I'm not listening to fucking Tom McDonald. Yeah, I think this is as far down that spectrum as we're gonna you know go what? is Bad if, Reputation. If we get a thousand dollars a piece... A piece. That's two grand. I will listen to Tom McDonald. Okay. One album. One album. We'll pick the very worst one, according to Write Your Music. But yeah, it's literally like Tom McDonald fucking Iced Earth, a narrative soundscape, which is apparently just spoken word. I don't know why it's rated solo. And then like some other shit I've never heard of, then it's Kid Rock. So I guess that'll kind of tell you all you need to know. But yeah, I mean, now let's get into first thoughts on the album. Because like I said, there's literally no major music outlet has given Bad Reputation a review. So there's really no reviews for me to... Uh, to give you some quotes from, so, yeah. Um, my first thoughts on the album, uh, boo-hoo, they took my gerb. <laughs> yeah, that's a good first thought. <laughs> Is that your only first thought? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I pretty much knew what we were getting into by knowing who Kid Rock is and his controversies and... As well as looking at the track list, because a lot of the track lists, yeah. like, oh, I, I know what this song's going to be about. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, this album is made up of a first five-song run and a last, like, four-song run that lean very hard into all these those things that we were talking about. And then literally the... Not eight or nine songs or whatever in the middle of those are just all very generic yeah. country and like rock songs. So yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a very interesting album to say the least. Yeah, so, so uh, let's uh, let's get to the first track. Don't tell me how to live. Yeah, this one uh, starts right out of the gate with a fucking bang <laughs> for what you're getting into for this album. Um, we get like this little weird horn part that kind of feels like it would be a wrestling. Uh, entrance yeah yeah then uh, after that kid rock exclaims fuck all you hoes detroit till i die motherfucker 
then that's that's even more knowing what you're going to get into. Uh, then we go into a riff that sounds like AI created Metallica and Rage Against the Machine mashup riff. I think the riff's kind of sick. I mean, it's not a bad riff. Yeah, the riff is not bad, but it, it literally just sounds like you take every Metallica and Rage Against the Machine song and just throw them, throw them all together and let AI make a riff out of that. It, it does, <laughs> but it, like, it, it fits the song. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad riff, but... Actually, I didn't know this till I was uh, looking the lyrics up for this album to get them down to get some down. Um, this is actually because this is featuring Monster Truck, which I thought was a guy, and that is who sings the chorus. But Monster Truck is actually a band, a Canadian rock band, and this is okay. Yeah, this is a cover of their song "Don't Tell Me How to Live," but the rap, like the rapping, is all kid rock, but the chorus and all the instrumentation is a cover. Of that song. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. So. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the whoever the fuck is the singer of Monster Truck uh, goes on the chorus for this one. And, I mean, he's got a, he's got a decent voice. It's yeah. pretty pretty generic butt rock voice, but. It kind of reminds me of, um. Is it Howard? Howard from uh, Howard Jones. Howard Jones from Killswitch. Yeah, it's a little Howard Jonesy. I almost said Howard Stern. I, I can honestly see that Howard Stern. Oh God, <laughs> cringe. <laughs> oh man, you know now that you think about it, I feel like Howard Stern and Kid Rock are like opposite ends of the political spectrum. They're like the worst you can get for both of those sides. <laughs> God, Howard Stern is cringe. Don't tell me how to live. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the lyrics are pretty much just stereotypical, ultra-conservative drivel about people being offended too much, uh, millennials being pussies. Yeah, I the, hate the, to say it. He's got some bars. He's got some bars. He's got some bars. I mean, his flow and rhyming isn't... I mean, some of it's cringe. But yeah, some, some of it's cringe, but like, some of it's like actually yeah, like some good of it's not bad. I mean... I feel like at this point in his career, he's proven to be at least, uh, you know, decent. Yeah, but at, it was at worst, just, I like that this was a throwback to like old kid rock, though. Yeah, it felt like I was a kid in the fucking poor part of Knoxville listening <laughs> to kid rock again. Yeah, it, it definitely is a throwback to his older style. Um, but yeah, I mean, the lyrics, like we said, are just very cringe on oh this my one. God, yeah, yeah, it's just. I don't know, it's it's kind of ironic that he's talking about being offended and being a pussy coming from the dude that was offended by Bud Light going woke, quote-unquote. Even though he got caught recently, it's, as of this recording, yeah. drinking a Bud Light in Nashville. Yeah, literally was like posting videos of him shooting Bud Light cans, uh, and actually, like, I'll never drink it again, and yeah. Actually, he wasn't the one shooting the cans. If you look closely, there's someone behind him who actually shoots the cans. <laughs> really? He's just missing. <laughs> really <laughs> bruh oh no i'll have to watch the video again that's cringe but um but yeah though like all those lyrics are one thing and then uh towards the end he starts just randomly comparing himself to a bunch of different musicians and yeah. act like brad pitt randomly but fucking brad pitt but i sling more dick yeah but yeah it's just kind of ironic because it's like he compares himself to both Willie Nelson and Bruce Springsteen, which are two 
very well-known left-leaning artist. Yeah, two people that would fucking hate Kid Rock. Yeah, exactly. So, which, I mean, obviously you don't have to share a political opinion of an artist to be a fan or to yeah, say, to say you course. have inspiration from them musically, but it's like in a song where you're saying all this shit that these people would not agree with, it's just kind of... It, it's a little weird. Yeah, it's just like, bro, what are you doing? Like, at least compare yourself to, like, David Allen Coe or something like, something like yeah. that. It's like, obviously, he's on the same label as you, or fucking, it's, it's basically like if somebody made an anti-Second Amendment song and was like, Ted Nugent, bro, fucking love him. It's like, like, Ted Nugent with a more kid rock. Yeah, it's like, what? You wanna write that? That just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, it's just, it, it just really doesn't make sense. And no, it's a fucking goofy song. Yeah, which, that is a theme throughout the album of him just shouting out countless artists that he's gotten influence from. Countless artists that probably wouldn't like him. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just very weird. But, um, but yeah, I mean, music-wise, it's derivative, but catchy enough and well-performed. It's a solid well song. It's a yeah, solid it's, song. yeah, this is about as good as it's going to get for the most part as in terms of songwriting for the album, in my opinion. So interesting songwriting, at least. I think instrumentation wise, the whole album is stacked. I mean, it's not, it's just not instrumentation wise. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very well produced and it's performed well, but even though it's well performed, like nothing, none of it feels wholly original. Like it's it, very it, derivative. Yeah. All of it feels very derivative. So um, but then we get to what is the best song on the album. We the People. We the People. I'm saying that this song is so fucking cringe. <laughs> yeah, this one is very cringe. Even more than Don't Tell Me How to Live. Um, but, like, the only thing I hate, like, if this was about anything else, mm -hmm. I would like this song. Okay. I think it's a really good, like, ode to Devil Without a Cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these, these first few songs right out of the gate, uh kind of harken back to that era of Kid Rock. And yeah, like you said, if the lyrics were absolutely fucking cringe, then... But this is all wanna... just... It's all just an anti-woke song. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like anti-COVID policy, anti-government, anti-mainstream media, this track, basically. Is this the one where it's like, um, Biden says and the people do, uh, or Biden says and the people follow, or something like that, and he's like... Big Don does it and they call him racist. Yeah, no, it says, uh, talking about, like, closing the borders because of COVID lockdown, he's like, Big Joe makes the call and people something. I don't know if he says, like, love him, and then he's like, Big Don does it and they call him a racist. I was like, first of all, why the fuck are you calling him Big Don? That's fucking, like... A little sexual, bud. That makes him sound like a fucking mafioso. Like, what the fuck? Big Don. <laughs> he's just, he's actually just talking about Tony Soprano. I don't know. I guess so. But, uh, but yeah, like all those things, like I said, it's just like, fuck the government, fuck mainstream media, which, yes, I hate the government and mainstream media as well, but it's just like, it goes about it the cringiest and most like narrow lensed way. It's just like, fuck CNN, fuck TMZ, yeah. but it's like, bro, throw Fox News in there. Yeah, it's uh, like, yeah we should fuck TMZ and CNN, yeah, fuck but also them. fuck Fox News. Yeah, exactly. Fuck all of them. It's like, that's, that's the whole theme of this album. It's just pandering to like that lowest fucking common denominator where it's like anything that is right is right anything that's left is like the worst thing ever and it's like yeah. it's like bro if you're gonna say you hate the government and mainstream media like you gotta hate all of it you can't just be like 
Yeah, I hate the government, but I like all the Republicans there. Like, fucking, you yeah, hate all of them fucking, if you hate them. You either hate them or you don't hate them. Yeah, like, exa- grow up, dude. Exactly, but... Um, I will also say, this is the first D's Nuts in this album. <laughs> yeah, there's actually, what, three songs that say I think D's there are nuts? three D's Nuts. At least two. At I'm, least two, but yeah. this is the first one. Yeah. Uh, which really sets the bar for Kid Rock's humor. Yeah, D's Nuts, motherfucker. Uh, this uh, this isn't the one that Weird Al had to say he didn't have a part in, because this feels very Weird Al. No, it was, uh... It was Don't Tell Me How to Live, the one we just, the first song. So It's ridiculous. I mean, it was the lead single on the album, so yeah. that makes sense. Which I, <laughs> I want to watch the music. There's apparently three music videos for songs on this album. I really want to watch them because I feel like they're, it'll even add to the just, oh just level God. of cringe. I didn't, know there, I didn't know people still made music videos. Yeah, apparently Kid Rock does. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Musically, again, like we or like, don't tell me how to live. It's decent enough, yeah. like passable, catchy yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's pretty catchy. Pretty. I have the chorus stuck in my head. Yeah, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Is that all they say in the chorus? No, they say we the people. Oh yeah, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, it's like we the people. Let's, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, it's like literally chanting like that. That I, I think that's the whole chorus. And then the end of the song has like a recording of people chanting, "Let's go, Brandon." Yeah. Yeah, so. It's it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, pretty cringe. Um, after that, we get to my kind of country. Mm-hmm. So he starts by singing about the actual country of the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. He's like, my country has a Ronald Reagan and a Donald Trump too. No, no, I'll correct you. He says, my kind of country has a Trump and a JFK. Oh, a Trump and a JFK. Mm-hmm. My kind of country has a NAACP and an NRA. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean. I don't think those are really on the same. Like those can, are completely different like, organizations. Yeah, I know you compare two presidents, which okay, whatever. Like you're yeah, saying, you can you can compare two presidents. Yeah, but then it's like oh yeah, uh, human rights group versus a a gun group. A gun group. Yeah, it's like okay. Like I, I guess guns are a human right. Yeah, I mean yeah, close enough. I guess on the first day, God said, "Let there be AR-15s." He did. He said it. I was there. <laughs> Kid Rock I'm was God. there with me. <laughs> Kid Rock's the son, I'm the Holy the Spirit. Father, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Rock. Holy, Holy Rock. That needs to be his next album. But, uh, but yeah, and then uh, now we get to the point of the album where Kid Rock thinks that naming a bunch of black music musical artists means he can't be racist. Yeah, it's really <laughs> funny that he, he starts the first verse all about the actual country. Mm-hmm. And then, like, gives up on that line of thought, presumably <laughs> because he's too fucking stupid yeah. to know anything else about America besides JFK, Donald Trump, the NRA, and the NAACP. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this isn't the song where he says the Black Lives Matter thing, is it? Yeah, it is. It is? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I had that for my, uh... Or, wait, is it? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I think I had that on, like, my lyrics to, like, the worst lyrics of the album. But yeah, later on in this song, he says, um, let's see if I actually wrote it down. Yeah. You piece of shit. I don't see color. Black lives matter. No shit, motherfucker. <laughs> like you're completely missing the point yeah. of that entire movement. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, the way he says it, he's just like, black lives matter. No shit, motherfucker. <laughs> it's just, it's just like the most hell yeah brother tone of voice he says it with. It's like that. I mean... I was cringing pretty hard and, like, kind of laughing in my head for most of the album up until this point, but, that, like, that was the first point. That fucking got me. Yeah, that was the first point in the album where I, I just busted out laughing, and I was like, oh, shit. I was stunned. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was... 
that was wild. That was definitely wild. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty much just a country song naming things he loves about the USA. I mean, it's That's mostly about stuff he loves about country music. Yeah, music in general. He like shouts out Biggie. He yeah. shouts out Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, Waylon Jennings, I think. Yeah, like just a bunch of random. Yeah, just a bunch of random musicians that really have not a lot to do with each other. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it just tries to be a political, like, I love America song, but it just pretty much is name-dropping people. Yeah. It's, <laughs> is most of the contents. But it's, not. It's again, not a bad song musically. Yeah. It's a good Southern rock song. Yeah. I'll give it that. And then we go to Bad Reputation, the uh, title track on the album, which... Sounds like very, very similar to something, which now it just hit me in my notes. I didn't put it down, but I think Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top. See, I got Leonard Skinner from it. Well, yeah, it definitely has Leonard Skinner vibes, but the vocal, the way he sings the chorus where he's like, got a bad reputation for a real good time. Yeah. Every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man. I didn't like, put it down, but one of the songs in this sounds like the song from School of Rock was like, now you're in the band. I didn't catch that. I haven't seen that movie in forever. I need to, I just I see love that TikTok movie. clips of the musical every now and then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but really it sounds like any generic, like, 80s or 90s honky-tonk blues yeah, country it's, song. It's The entire song is about how people hate him because he's Kid Rock, which, like, is not a bad reason to hate somebody. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes sense. I was not expecting a killer sax solo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, this one has goes for a honky tonk vibe. Like I can see the Leonard Skinner, how yeah. you would get that from there because uh, it kind of has like that Street Survivors Leonard Skinner era when they started to have some some horn sections on their songs. So again, like decent musically, like not bad. Yep. I mean, this one doesn't really go for the whole political themes. It's mostly just about how he loves to party and do all this shit and be an asshole, basically. I guess. Yeah. So. Kind of getting away from the political shit for a minute, but yeah, not not an awful song, but... No, and then we get to uh, Never Quit, mm-hmm. which is hip-hop at its finest, which is a very low bar to begin with. Yeah, um, it's pretty much just him trying to flex on everybody about how much of a badass he is, essentially. Um, what's really funny about this is, uh, vocally, it sounds a little bit like Old Town Road, which is something Kid Rock would throw a cantrum over if he realized. Hmm, I didn't catch that. Yeah, did you know he dissed Billy Ray Cyrus on one of his albums? I think the one right before um, the fucking Baba da Baba, whatever that fucking Don't Let It Cause. Yeah, yeah, the one before that, he had a Kid Rock diss track. On. <laughs> I mean, a Billy, uh, Ray, Billy Cyrus. Ray Cyrus diss track. It's so fucking funny. But so yeah, that plus a uh, openly gay music artist. Yeah, I think yeah. he would. <laughs> I think he would have a fit. He would me. lose his shit. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't catch that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one, it's it's really catchy. I'll give it that. Yeah, it is catchy. Um, that's what all it has going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, then we get the Shakedown. Yeah, which, uh, Kid Rock, Kid Rock's son is on this song. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to know why this has the sickest new metal instrumental and harsh vocals. <laughs> yeah, like, I was not expecting that. It's essentially like a fucking trap song with a screamo chorus, kind of. Like, this song goes fucking hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this one is actually pretty decent. Like, pretty good. Uh, I mean... Overall, it's kind of eh, but the chorus is really good. Yeah. It's, it's really catchy, and yeah. Probably the best song on the album. I mean, I'm assuming it's his son doing the harsh vocals, 
I'm assuming. I mean, maybe Kid Rock is doing that. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It sounds like Kid Rock, but like his son would sound like him, most likely. Yeah. But I can definitely tell it's not him singing the, uh, the white party like a rock star part. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? That's definitely his son, because that's not Kid Rock's voice. But, uh... But yeah, this song's kind of like if Broken Side was from Johnson City and Traded in Monster and Snake Bite Piercings from Mountain Dew and Dip. So that's kind of the vibe of this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it I, makes uh, for a decent, decent banger. I'm going to go on record and say this might be the best thing Kid Rock's ever released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be up there. But yeah, this, this one threw me for a loop. Like hearing fucking harsh vocals on a Kid Rock album, I, I was not ready. Um, that, that song's fucking, that fucking song fuck fucks. It fucks. Um, but then we get to Rockin', which is just a country ballad. There's not really much to say about it. Yeah, this one's pretty just boring and we're, mid. We're getting into the forgettable section of the album. Yeah, it's just kind of a stereotypical country song reminiscing about the good old days, like yeah. 50 million other country songs. But yeah, this is where we go from the... From the, uh, like, enjoyable train wreck beginning of the album to... Just like, like I'm fucking bored. Yeah, eight songs of mid. <laughs> uh, then we get to The Last Dance, which is another mid song. It's yeah. just, it's it's an okay country song. The chorus mm. is kind of catchy. Yeah, and the beginning riff uh, sounds, weirdly sounds like Fly By Night by Rush. You know, where it's like... Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Like, it, it pretty much sounds exactly huh, like that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that and then the... Um, Vocal melody sounds like a reworking of Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. Kind of giving yeah. me those vibes. Yeah. Um, then we get to See You Again, which is possibly the worst song in the album. Yeah. This one's pretty pretty grating and cringe. It's, it's just so, so formulaic. It's yeah. so boring to listen to. Yeah. I really hate it. Yeah, it's just so melodramatic. Like, it, I guess it's about like a dead relative dead or something. Friend. Dead friend, dead loved one. I don't know. But yeah, it's kind of the same vibes as the past two songs, but more. this one kind of has more of like a soft rock approach. Like, it sounds like something that would be on fucking like adult, an adult contemporary station. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just really boring. Uh, then we get to Still Something, which is a little better than the rest of the forgettable tracks. Yeah, this one's kind of more of like a dad rock. It's dad track. rock with some hip-hop influences. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty, it's not bad. Uh, the chorus is a little boring, but not poorly written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically just a love letter to dad rock. Like, it just has a bunch of, like, cheesy references to bands like ACDC, Journey, Guns N' Roses, a yeah. bunch, bunch of bands like that. He's like, he's like, don't stop believing and Sweet Child and, uh, I don't fucking know. He, he like, references multiple yeah, songs like by, like, all these 70s and 80s bands. It's a fun song. Yeah, it's not bad, not bad. Definitely better than the past three, four songs, however. Um, then Still Your Baby Now, which is back to formulaic. It's just a rock song. It's She's Your Baby, in parentheses, now rock her. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gotta get it right. My bad. Can't can, uh, diss the rock. Um, the only thing going here is that the chorus is really catchy, mm-hmm. but he's released so many albums, I would hope that by now he could write a fucking chorus. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I will say this is... Probably the best song lyrically on the album, I think. Like, it's, okay. I think it's, like, the most coming-from-a-good-place song on the album. It's essentially about, like, you know, always unconditionally loving your spouse and, like, yeah. making sure you do the little things and treat them right and shit like that because it's, like, you never know when, you're, when your last day together is going to be. So, that's a good message. Like, the only song on the album I could relate to on a lyrical yeah. standpoint. So, yeah, I'll give fair. it that. 
but I mean, musically, it's not interesting at all. Like, it's decent enough, catchy enough, but yeah. pretty forgettable. So um, and Then we get to Never Enough, which is not forgettable. God. It is an auto-tuned hip-hop song. The fucking, like, this is the worst auto-tune I have ever heard. Like, there is multiple points where, I don't know if it's because, like, he is, like, his vocals were too loud. I don't know, but it literally breaks up and the headphones like yeah I, like stops like you stop hearing shit for a second yeah like it, it literally cuts in and out like as he's like holding out a note i i genuinely thought that my headphones were fucking up like it sounds like after you drop your phone in water or something yeah. and the video's playing like it was bad i was like what the fuck it like how did this even happen how did he let this get by because i mean this is really the only bad and like weirdly overlooked bad produced part on the album yeah i, mean, I don't it's, understand it's, how this made it to production. Yeah, it's it's a very well-produced album. This is the only part where I was like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, even even without that, the auto-tune is unnecessary and bad by itself. It's a weird it's a weird direction for Kid Rock. Yeah, so I mean, even without it glitching randomly, it's still shitty, but I don't know. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's trying to be the country Kanye. Yeah, yeah. 808s and trailer parks. Um, but yeah, overall, the song kind of sounds like the eagles to me like if the eagles used auto-tune okay i don't know what it was it made me think of like hotel california like not the song but the album like that vibe of the eagles but with auto-tune like i don't i don't know what it was i don't i don't know how to put a finger on it but it really i was just like yeah this sounds like if don henley was singing with auto-tune like i don't know i don't fucking know (laughs) don henley had brain damage yeah essentially um, then we get to Everything to Me, which is another country ballad, another yeah. forgettable song. Yeah, just a sterile and soulless pop country song with the very overdone topic about admitting you were shitty in a relationship and praising your wife for sticking by your side Kid through Rock, all of it. Shitty in a relationship? He would never. Fucking no way. He would never. <laughs> um, cold Beer, I have nothing to say about this one. Yeah, really all I got to say, this is why I was... Uh, this and another song is why I was giving you the fucking dimensions of his house and everything, because in this one, he, like, tries to portray himself as, like, a good old working-class country boy patriot, like, relatable, like, trying to be relatable to that demographic, and it's like, bro, you were literally a fucking rich kid, like, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know, shit like that, it's just, it's just, like, pandering at its finest. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's, he even says something about, like, because I think the beginning of the song starts out with him saying, um, like, wish I could turn on the radio without hearing, hearing politics. Like, I want to hear music on the radio. And then he's like, um, like, for a, something about being broke. Like, he literally says, like, a broke guy like me don't care about all this shit, basically. And it's like, bro, for one, your album is mostly about politics. And for two, you have never been poor in your life. So like, what the fuck are you yeah, talking about? You've always about? been wealthy. My you've brother. always been rich. Like, my brother in rock. My brother in rock. God damn. But yeah, I was just like, okay. You like, ever think we crucified the wrong guy? Yeah, probably. But yeah. <laughs> it should have been Kid Rock. Yeah, it should have been. But yeah, it's just, and uh, this will kind of tie into another song, uh, a few tracks down the line, but it's like he... I don't know, it's like, I know that people, like, country has a big problem, like, at least with, like, the pop country scene with songwriters that are the artists, like, writing the songs and 
trying to appeal to that demographic of like working yeah. class Americans when these people aren't working class, but it's like, at least I'm sure some of those were working class at some point or like raised poor or something, but it's like, I don't know. It's just like, bro, you literally, yeah. And it's like, he wrote this shit. This wasn't done by another songwriter. Yeah, like, it's like, you could, <laughs> what he could have done instead is write a song about the death of country. Yeah, or something. So anything else, but it's like, like that would have been that would have fit so much better in this album. Is like this is what happened to country, and we hate these people for it. Yeah, I mean, he kind of does that on the song I'm alluding to, but he goes about it the dumbest way. So <laughs> we'll get to that. But yeah, and then we got a uh, Alla fucking Bama, which yes, there is a song called Alla fucking Bama. Well, the beginning of the song is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Alla fucking Bama. But it's not a good song. No, it's not a good song. It's pretty much just like a southern rock, like kind of hip hop leaning track. That I mean, I don't think he raps in it, but it kind of has like so. that. It has that vibe. It has that vibe. It's just him sipping over a girl from Alabama. With yeah, like, he's just obsessed with this girl from Alabama who like threatened to beat him up or something. Like yeah, that. with just a few like two on the nose references to Alabama culture, if that's a thing. <laughs> but but just references to Alabama that are just like too obvious and on yeah, the like, nose. He's like. This girl was wearing an Alabama hat, and I asked her where she's from, and she got mad. Yes. It was hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, he's like, I listen to Leonard Skinner, and I love uh, Bear Bryant, which was uh, a coach for Alabama football, like, back in the... Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't have no... Back like, in, like, the 40s or like, something. Is that a country guy? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, uh, I roll with the waves, and you roll with the tide, like, Crimson Tide, Alabama. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I only say roll tide because it makes people around here really mad, and I think it's funny. Yeah, it does make people... It makes people here really fucking upset. Be careful. Some fucking crazy Tennessee fan will probably actually try to fight you. <laughs> well, I just say, I just say it to people I'm friends with. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, are like, that are UT fans. I'm like, don't forget, roll tide, brother. Roll tide, brother. <laughs> um, then we go to I am, or am what I am, um, which is really just a trailer park anthem where Kid Rock is trying to again like show his persona as a badass redneck which he's not yeah, and never has he's been. He's just trying to convince <laughs> us that he's a redneck and also a gangster. Yeah. Um, he also has a reference that sounds like damn it feels good to be a gangster. Yeah it does have that yeah. I can't he, he changes it up it's not like a sample. He just goes he, like damn it feels good in the same like cadence. Yeah yeah exactly so yeah cringe <laughs> but not much else to say. Then here we go. Uh, this one has a lot for me to say. The Nashville I know. I gotta get a lot to say about this one. Yeah, there is a lot to fucking unpack. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like by the title of the song, like you kind of know where this is going. <laughs> like you know, it's gonna be about him complaining about how Nashville's not country anymore. Like all these people coming in and ruined it. But it it goes further than I could have imagined. Oh my god, it's a it has the line, the f- underage skanks. Underage whores, yeah. Underage whores. Yeah, that's... It made me so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, that's like... Like, oh, I'm, I'm getting triggered by a Kid Rock album, but all joking aside, like, that was the first... Like, all the other shit, I'm like, whatever, you're just fucking stupid repeating what everybody else says, but it's like, bro, that's kinda... Bro, you can't talk that way about children. Yeah, that's fucking weird, dude. Like, like what? Misogyny aside, yeah, they're children. Yeah, it's like saying whores is like bad enough. Just being like, oh, and he's like whores, maybe but... he meant underage is like under twenty one. Those are still fucking children. I, yeah, I don't. I'm assuming he meant underage in general. I don't fucking know. I don't know either way. Like until you're twenty one, you're a child. But yeah, I was like, whoa, that's like literally the first line of the album. He's like, 
he's like bouncer letting in underage tours or whatever and I was like what the fuck? I was like all right starting off with something there um but yeah that aside uh, the rest of the song is pretty much about um like people not from the south coming into Nashville ruining the scene quote unquote like he says uh some dude from LA is doing Hank karaoke but sounds more like Barney Fife it's yeah. like it's like bro that's that's you <laughs> Like, yeah, you're literally LA, that person. Like, replace L.A. with Detroit. That's fucking you. Like, I understand that, like, you are from a more rural town yeah. in Michigan. And yeah. there are Michigan rednecks. Yeah, but... But, like, you came to the South when you're not from the South. Yeah, exactly. It's like... We don't... For the most part, we don't want you here. Yeah, exactly. It's like... I, I will say, this is a song I was alluding to earlier with the bass take. Oh, okay. He has the take about, like, the entire song is basically, like... All these damn Californians moving into Nashville and ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want you here. Yeah, no, fuck that. Go the fuck home. You're the reason I can't fucking buy a house in the fucking city I've lived in my entire life. Like, I can already barely afford to live. You're making it worse. Yeah. Like, you're the reason that fucking houses that three years ago went for, like, 125k are going for, like, 500k now. Like... Yeah, like, go away. I'm not a property owner. This isn't helping me. This is you're literally like ruining the South. Yeah, yeah. Because it's cheaper to live. Quote like fuck off. Dude. Okay, I'm getting political here, but fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. If you're poor and come to the South, I get it. Yeah, there's a, there's a cheaper quality of life for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's like, like these people if you that are, are if you are from California, you're like I'm leaving California because I can't afford it. I'm gonna buy a house. if you have money. To fucking buy a house in cash. Yeah. Do not move to the fucking south. Yeah, exactly. Go to hell. Like, going to the most impoverished part of the country. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> this is where I'm a race hell about being southern, brother. Fuck off. <laughs> no, but for real, yeah. I guess that is a base take now that you say it's that. It's based as fuck. Yeah, that is pretty based, but, uh... <laughs> but he's the same fucking person. Yeah, exactly, but, uh... But, yeah, going back to the... More of the themes of the song, um... Like... He's just kind of giving, like we were saying, just this vibe of like, oh, all these, all these people from LA coming in and ruining it. It's like Nashville's kind of been known for like the rhinestone cowboy thing since like the fucking seventies. It's also always been a progressive town. Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, like think of all the country musicians from like the sixties and seventies. Mm. Most of them were part of the communist party. Yeah, exactly. Like. Like, most of the musicians in, like, they were all friends with, like, um, like, Bob Dylan and fucking, um... Yeah. The guy that does love... Phil Oaks. Yeah. Like, they were part of, like, these movements that you don't like. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, that's the whole... Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really... I'm not gonna claim I know, like, everything about country history, but I'm pretty sure, like, Nashville was kind of, I mean, how it is now, it's like, that's where all the pop country, like, mainstream shit is produced, yeah. so, like, the outlaw movement was a direct reaction to that, because, mm-hmm. like, it had, it had those conservative values that they didn't like, and all that, so it's like, I don't know, it's just a weird thing with Kid Rock, because it's like, he has those conservative values, you get, but the people he's shouted out on the album don't have those values, those people opposed the Nashville scene at the time and like we're rebelling against it but he's acting like it's new that 
I don't know. It's like, and now he's saying that Nashville is like woke, I guess. So it's like, I don't know what's happening. I feel, I feel like, I, he, I, don't I feel like he's confused of like, where like he doesn't even know like the history of country music or Nashville or anything like that. He's just like, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Fucking yanks, dude. Yeah, it's just weird. And then it's like, I don't know. Like Kid Rock is definitely one of those people that probably is pissed that Tyler Childers have the song about a gay couple. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I also think it's really <laughs> funny how much of an issue he seems to have with Mick Ultras. Yeah, no, I guess this was before the Bud Light shit because this came out what, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, and like, uh, I mean, I, I get it. Mick Ultras a bad beer. I mean, it's decent in my opinion. It's, a, it's an alright light beer. It's it's not my first option. I'm a PBR guy because I'm a real southerner. I mean, I I like most beer. But <laughs> I don't. I'm very picky about beer. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to, like, drink a fucking Bush Light or something. That Like, the lowest I'll go is PBR, and I'll have some PBR. You're but... so good. This is not a beer podcast. <laughs> do, you even, do you have anything else to say about this? Eh, no. But just that it's very cringe. It's so fucking cringe. <laughs> it, it might be the most cringe song on the album. Um, then we get to 50. Yeah. Uh, which is Boohoo, I'm Old. Yeah, when a song starts out with, I guess I'm fucking 50, some say I'm old as fuck, you kind of know how it's going to go from that point. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, I don't like this song, I think it's a bad album closer. Yeah, it's just him, like, assuring you that even though he's still old, or even though he's old, he still doesn't give a single heck or darn, by golly. Not a single heck or darn, uh, but like... I don't think being 50 would make you stop having embarrassing takes in public and do it on Facebook. Yeah, you would think so. But no. No. He's just embarrassing in public. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, also, I'm pretty sure the song says fuck at least like 30 times. Oh my god, it does. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the album closer. Um, I really don't know if... I would say that it's a good or a bad album closer. Like, I don't know how the fuck, I don't think it's how the fuck you should close this album. Uh, with Nashville, I know. Uh, I guess so. I guess that would be a better option. It's a better song. It's cringe, but it's a better song. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But yeah, that's that's the that's, whole track list. That's Bad Reputation. Yeah. Um, you got some lyrics? Yeah, I got three lyrics. They're okay. all from the first half of the album. Okay. Uh, my first one, A Nation of Pussies is Our Next Generation. Mm, yeah, that was one of them. Uh, which is funny because I don't know a single person in Gen Z who would not body slam the cop and give him the chance. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Gen Z's... Oh, wait, wait. I was, I was thinking fucking Gen X. I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure Kid Rock's Gen X. <laughs> uh, Gen Z. Yeah. I would body slam the cop if given the chance. If given the chance, yeah. I would too. Um, I also have, wear the mask, take your pills. Now the whole generation is mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was from uh, We the People. We the People, yeah. Oh, yeah, the nation full of pussies is from Don't Tell Me How to Live. Mm -hmm. And then finally, from Shakedown, possibly the best lyric on the entire album. Okay. Fuck Superman, I'm a man of God. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah, and, and before that uh, comes slapping snowflakes, straight breaking the frauds. Fuck Superman. I'm, I'm a man, man of God. God. <laughs> yeah, that was one of mine. Uh, that you didn't add, I had uh, from Never Quit. You got, this is the chorus from Never Quit. If you're feeling funky, say hey. If you love your country, say hey. If you're making money, say hey. If you're smoking drugs, hey, hey. If you're stoned in love, hey, hey. <laughs> Praise God above, our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> That's literally the lyrics. That's so bad. <laughs> 
That's so bad. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so unexpected. It's like everything's like, hey, hey, praise God above our Father who art in heaven. It's like, okay. I can't remember exactly like the, the cadence of how he says it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, all right. Um, good, good to know he's a man of God, I guess. And then uh, from I Am What I Am, I got, I like truck stop chicken, pickles, and french fries, all kinds of women, skinny or thick thighs. I mean, I guess at least he's body positive. He's body positive. Good for him. <laughs> I guess we'll give him that. Then, yeah, from the Nashville, I know they're all drinking Michelob Ultras, and they make me just want to go home. <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> and that's just being like, fuck, they're drinking Michelob. I gotta go home now. <laughs> I gotta leave. Yeah. I'm in danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> Michelob Ultra fanatics are closing in on me. Then uh, my last one from 50, This this might be what I think is the most cringe uh, lyric on the album we got. I guess I'm fucking 50, a far cry from 17. Well, I might be fucking 50, but this dick's still long and lean. Did you catch that? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I hadn't. Yeah. Didn't really need to know about the, about what Kid Rock's got going on in his, uh, not Jinko jeans. The fucking brand that's like the stereotypical, like. Oh, uh, Wranglers? Yeah, Wranglers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't need to know what Kid Rock's packing in his Wranglers, but I guess thank you, Kid Rock, for that. Um, so, favorite songs? Um, I didn't write them down for this. I'm just going to go on a on a whim for it. But what you got? I, I think it's Don't Tell Me How to Live. Okay. And Shakedown and nothing else. Okay. It's a hard question because it's like... I think the most enjoyable ones to listen to aren't necessarily the best ones, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, the ones that are the most enjoyable to listen to is because they're cringe and funny, but I guess if we're going for the basis of, like, actually good songs, I guess Bad Reputation and Shakedown... I guess. <laughs> I, I like Shakedown. <laughs> Shakedown's a good song. Yeah, I don't really remember much besides the chorus, but the chorus is probably like the actual actual best part of the whole entire album. It, it really is. So Kid Rock's son coming in clutch for that one. Um, as far as least favorite albums, the whole middle least of favorite the albums. <laughs> least favorite song, whole middle of the album. Yeah, essentially. I mean, mm-hmm. everything else, even the... Even when it's shitty, is at least interesting. But yeah, yeah. The, the middle eight songs are just all fucking boring as shit. So, and now uh, we already know our aggregate score is point eight out of five. Yeah, zero point eight zero. So out that's of a one point six. I hate to say it, that's a little low. A little low. A little low. I. This was just so hard to rate. The problem is the subject matter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. God. Um. Let's. Here, wait, I got, I got it. Let's rate it, let's do three things. Lyrics, we'll rate it on lyrics, uh, music, and enjoyment factor. Okay, enjoyment factor? And enjoyment factor, like, employees, like, the cringe, like, yeah. how fun it is to yeah. listen to the cringe. So enjoyment factor is a solid nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a solid nine on the enjoyment rate. Okay. Uh, lyrically, it's a, it's about a 1.6. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's about there. Musically, it's about a seven and a half. Okay. So that, what does that equal out to, Math Wizard? <laughs> Fuck, I can't do that in my head. Let me, give me one second. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll go then. Um, yeah, lyric, lyrical content is definitely, yeah, like a, 
point point eighty out of ten um, or whatever. I'd say enjoyment factor. I'll give it. I'll give it an eight. I would give it a nine if it wasn't for the middle songs. If if it was shorter and only had the first five six songs and then like the last four, mm-hmm. then I would probably give it like even probably a ten. But those middle eight songs just bog it down so much. Yeah. Like it, it definitely needed to be shorter, or at least like I wish the other songs would have gone for the fucking right wing cringe fest because at least that would have been fun to listen to the middle part. Um, and then yeah, musical wise, I'd give it give it a six. Okay, so my scores average out to a six. Okay, what were your scores again? Uh, same, same that you gave for the lyrics, like point sixty or whatever. Point um, I did point one six for the lyrics. Yeah, same as you for that. Then I gave it six for music and eight for enjoyment. Five point two. Okay, and yours was six. I'm a six. Okay, six point oh three, but it's a six. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So we're about on the same wavelength. Yeah, we're, it's about in the middle here. Yeah, but fucking God, like, does this deserve one last breath? Like, should anybody listen to this? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. Do not listen to this. Do not get, listen. Do not give Kid Rock your money. I don't care if it's three cents. <laughs> three cents to listen to this album that he's getting. Do not give Kid Rock your fucking money. Yeah, he got a good. I only had to listen to this shit two times to get my notes for it. Yeah, like, this was twice, very easy. Twice, yeah. It was so easy. Yeah. Uh, it's not worth listening to. Uh, except for Shakedown. Listen to Shakedown. Listen to Shakedown. Give him yeah. your .01 cent for listening to Shakedown. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, like, I mean, obviously, if you're a fucking Trump fanatic, then you're going to like this album, but I would assume not really many people that listen to us fall into yeah, that. If you're, if you're a Trump fanatic, you probably don't like our podcast. Yeah. Um... But yeah, other than that, other than like the regular people out there, um, I would say like listen if you want to have like a good laugh and a good uh, cringe, then listen to those first five, six, and then last four. Yeah, however, songs. listen to the bookends of the album if you yeah. want a good laugh. Skip the entire middle, but yeah, listen to all those for sure if you want to have a good laugh. But if you if you're not in the mood for a good laugh, this yeah, this is obviously not obviously not a good album. Don't waste your time on it if you're looking to have some actual fucking shit you're adding to your playlist or something, because yeah, nothing of that sort not. is here. Well, um, we'll see you next week with something a little more well-written. Probably. Mm, most definitely. <laughs> um, and if you like if you like me, if you like my voice, if you like the jokes I make, uh, please listen to Dread Pod, my D&D podcast that I play in. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week.